say my name. Will! 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 Say my name. Dolores! Say my name. Talking TV. You're goddamn right. Welcome to Talking TV Stranger Things Season 3, Episode 3, or Chapter 3. The Case of the Missing Lifeguard. I'm Justin, back at it again, running through this season now. Uh, this episode, we keep going a little deeper into these characters. We have a little bit of revelation with the Ruskies. But uh, yeah, I'll start with Eleven and Maxine. They're doing some people hunting. Some spying on their ex-boyfriends or boyfriends. I forgot Maxine's still with Lucas. I don't know. Anyways, so they're going through uh, some memories. Or not memories. Going through her, her spying a technique. Putting on the blindfold. Putting some static on. Once again, no nosebleed. When she's tracking people she knows down. When it's a safe environment. She's watching the boys do some farting and some... Uh, you know, some kind of jokes are nasty burping. That's what it was. Nacho cheese Dorito burping. Disgusted by it. And then they decide to play a game of spin the bottle with the twist. It's find a friend or find a family member or find a person. So they spin that bottle. So they spin that bottle and it lands on Mr. Wheeler. And like the rest of us, they pass because he's boring and annoying. And they do it again and land on Billy. And we go track down Billy and... He's got a girl, perhaps, uh, locked up, bathtub, ice. They fear for this girl. It's the lifeguard that he took in episode two. So they're really worried about her. So they go on a mission to save her. They go deeper. They find a picture of her at the lifeguard stand or the pool. And then she uses her powers to her full extent. Well, her full extent, but she actually has the nosebleed. She's got her first nosebleed. We're at number one now. So, sorry, Will. You lost that. So she tracks down Heather and finds that she is at uh, some door, has a red door. There's a bathtub. She's in ice. She's asking for help. They find the house. And guess who's there? It's Billy with the family. And they're all wholesome, perfect family. The one guy looks familiar. I don't know if he was like part of the, the Hawkins Post, the dad. I can't remember. He looked familiar. I didn't go back to check. But the wife, Billy, and him are all having dinner. And they're suspecting that Heather's missing. And then she comes out with some cookies. And it all seems well. It's a little Stepford Wives, a little invasion of the body snatchers. She's acting a little off. Remind me of Natural Born Killers too, where they just come in, you know something bad's about to happen to these family members, the mom and dad. And of course it does. She drugs the mom, passes out, then she smacks the dad over the head with a wine bottle, and they either chloroform him or they're putting like they're choking him to death. I don't know what they were doing with I think they were chloroforming him. To save them to take on uh, more hosts is what I'm gathering. That was the end of the episode. I jumped way ahead. Skipped over the Ruskies. Um, they cracked the code, or more importantly, Robin cracked the code. Without their help, she realized that everything they were talking about was a section of the mall, like stores, the, the, the company that brings um, supplies in, was the Lynx, so that was the Silver Cap. 
and then the clock was the blue and the yellow meeting that was the time they were going to be there so she cracked the code and they're bringing in looks like chinese products like the boxes had a panda on them so it looks like the chinese and the russians are involved perhaps in this espionage and it's going under the mall or at the mall is where the central hub of this lab might be so i don't know if it's an offshoot of hawkins lab or how they get there uh, we'll find out but they're doing something obviously nefarious they wouldn't have all these guns they have two bodyguards and they uh, make a noise over some stupid event that just caused like that's another forced um, action right there that you know they're fighting over binoculars like bring two pairs of binoculars if you're gonna if you can share one I mean Steve Harrington's got to have a pair he's got money anyways they make a noise and the guy comes and they they get out and so now they're on the trail of you know do we keep going with this should they go to the police should they go to hopper i would say yes but for some reason these kids want all the glory so i don't know where they're going to go from there i'm imagining they would go to hopper because that makes the most sense and then speaking of hopper joyce freaking out about the magnet she tells him about you know what she found out with Mr. Clark, and then Hopper's still acting crazy, but we finally get him to normal Hopper when they're in the lab and he breaks down about his daughter. That was genuine. That felt like real Hopper and not the spaz we've been watching for the first two episodes. So I enjoyed that moment with them. And then the motorcycle man, who must be a spy for the Russians or the Chinese or the, just the government in general, to keep an eye on Hopper because he keeps breaking these people down i mean the first season the second season he was getting through their uh, securities and using his power as chief of police to figure out things that were going on so i'm assuming either they got fed up with that or just as just a precautionary uh on the russians part or the soviets part or the chinese whoever's involved to keep an eye on this guy knowing that he's been part of their demise or part of hawkins demise uh, the laboratory so we have the motorcycle man who kicks the crap out of Hopper and then leaves. And I just don't understand that if you don't want him around, just kill him. I mean, he's just chief of police in some crappy town and he calls it a shithole himself. And they explore more about why he came back to Hawkins, which you could surmise that. You didn't have to have him spell it out. You know why he came back. He couldn't handle the death of his daughter and being in the city anymore and being surrounded by those memories. And that's what Joyce is dealing with right now, being surrounded by memories of Bob, you get a Bob in there again. That's two Bobs in three episodes. Love it. Although it was him dying, it was recycled footage. But that's okay. You have Joyce constantly reminded of these memories of her son being uh, tortured here, Bob dying. Then you have Will, who's trying to be a kid still. He hasn't grown up. He hasn't matured as much, I guess. Or he's actually infatuated with D&D. He enjoys the game. And he's not ready to grow up. He's just enjoying his time with his friends. So they come to a head when he's trying to play his game, and they're not interested in Lucas and Mike. They care less about this game. They're not showing any emotion. They're not showing any, um, just any interest in it at all, period. I mean, they're just, like, bored of waiting for the phone ring so they can talk to their girlfriends. And Will's, like, totally into it. He's got a soundtrack now. He's got his whole wardrobe on. I mean, he went to next level while they digressed, degraded. I don't know what the word I want there. They, they went backwards. They, they stepped back. And just our surface, I don't care about this game. It's dumb. It's pointless, which is true. But what games aren't pointless? But to take 10 hours to play a game, that is kind of silly. 
anyways, we have that going on, and Will breaks down, which was my favorite scene of the episode, where he kind of, him and Joyce are on the same kind of page. Like, I don't think he would mind leaving Hawkins right now. His friends have abandoned him. Um, they've lost party members. He's mentioned that. He doesn't feel like part of the group anymore. It's pretty much just Mike and uh, Lucas going after the girls, and then Dustin's doing his own thing, and then he's left to the wayside to come up with plans that no one cares about. I mean, he came up with these campaigns. Mike said in the first season it took him like you know two weeks to plan, so who knows how long Will's been playing this campaign. And to push it all aside, obviously it would hurt your feelings. We can put time into something and no one cares. So he's, he. I bet if she told him, hey, we're moving, he'd be like, all right, let's go. I don't care about these people anymore. Time to find different friends. Obviously they'll overcome that because that's just what things, that's what happens in these kind of movies or shows. But I did like the scene where he broke down and destroyed Castle Byers. Is he destroying his innocence? Is he destroying his old life? I don't know. Is he destroying just the friendship right there? Like, hey, I don't care about these people anymore. He ripped up pictures, ripped up his own drawings. So that was an emotional moment I enjoyed a lot. And the boys find him, and he finally comes clean. Because once Billy realizes who L is, or Eleven, he um, triggers William's spidey sense, if you will, has the goosebumps. Uh, the buyer's bumps and tells him, you know, he's back. Like, kind of like a poltergeist 2, I think. Like, they're back. Or maybe poltergeist 1. He didn't say they're back. He's back. But that might be a, a note for you, Will. We'll go with a poltergeist reference there. So, I will say that movie got thrown in. So, we'll guess that one would be shown. But he said they're back. I think he's, he said he's back. I'm kind of rambling right there. Anyways, that was the, the gist of the episode. Um, besides... I think that was it, actually. Jumped around. Hopper got upset about Joyce uh, standing him up, but she had more important things to do. Which is kind of like how Will feels right now. Like, he's trying to show her that he he is into her, and she's more interested in <laughs> figuring out the further depths that this goes about Hawkins and why this place is so special. And, uh, yeah. I don't have much else to say about this episode. It was pretty cut and dry. Uh, I enjoyed it. It was... Oh, I forgot about Nancy. What I thought would happen, happened. She came to them with evidence, and they laughed in her face, of course. But I was wrong. I thought Joshua would let her go by herself. And he decided to go with her. So they're going back to that lady's house that had the rat in the cage. I forgot her name. And they find her downstairs eating fertilizers. So... The virus has progressed. She is now, I want. I mean, the zombie thing. Why are they eating all the fertilizer and chemicals? Is there going to be some kind of bomb? Because that's what these things are used for, especially fertilizer. So what are they going to do with all this? Obviously, the, the rats are eating it. The rats go to explode. They move on to the next host. So we're going to have a whole town full of these weaponized things i don't know maybe get set off by some kind of charge from the electromagnetic field when it gets restored i don't know what they're going to do but that would be kind of cool i don't know if they need all these hosts to open the gate or just to thwart this town uh, slowly infiltrate get rid of all these people i mean the mall is a huge hub of commerce huge hub of people 
is that going to be like the strike or there's like enough of the hosts to turn these other hosts into more hosts? Be my only guess that makes sense. They keep going back to the pool. Something going to be in the pool water. Maybe a virus gets spread through the pool. I don't know. I'm just thinking like a, there's a fair in the trailer. What's going to happen at the fair? Like all these places have a lot of people. And the previous seasons, you hardly ever see people besides school. Like the only time they have is the school functions. And this season is all about these central locales. You got a pool, you have the mall, and you have a fair they show that's coming to town, a carnival thing. So that's a lot of people. So I'm assuming that something's going to happen with all these folk, and it's going to be nasty. I mean, blood, guts. And that's what I want to see. Yeah, I want to see some people get turned inside out, Eve 6 style. And uh, what's going to happen next episode? I, uh, I'm trying to think. Um, I mean, Hopper's got to figure out now who this motorcycle man is. We have Dustin, Robin, and Steve trying to figure out what the Russians are up to. Then Mike, Lucas are just trying to figure out friendships, figure out girlfriends. They don't really have much going on besides simple love. Will overcoming being left behind like all these things are going to come to a head i'm waiting like i said last episode what's going to bring them together i mean mike's and will uh mike um will is talking about he's back so that's going to probably join them together like oh no i deal with this crap again so they might try and find maxine and, and will and dustin and that's my assumption and what brings them back that this revelation that is not over will bring them all together to figure out What's going to happen? How are they going to solve this? What are they going to do about it? And yeah, that's all I got. Until next one. Peace.